Hi and welcome to a new episode from Social Skills U, where we discuss different aspects of social skills and conversation strategies. My name's Richard Gray, and I'm happy to have you along. Whether you're watching me on the live stream, hi, or whether you're listening to me on the podcast. So in today's episode, I want to discuss questions. Now, I've been a student of people, an observer of people for many, many, many years now. I've paid attention. And one thing that I've noticed, especially in my previous job, for many years, I used to be a field engineer and I would go into as many as 20 houses per day to do a job on, on, on their electricity installation. But on average, I would say I'd probably go into around but between five and 10 houses per day. And I could be on site for anything between 20 minutes up to two hours. So I've, I've made this observation over the years and I, I think it's pretty accurate. It's not foolproof, it's not 100%, but it is, it, it, it is a pretty good observation. I feel it's, it's come true or it's resounded true so many times over the years. And that observation is this. When I go into somebody's house, they're not to do a job they're not particularly benefiting from the job that I'm doing because I was there to do a job that benefited the company I was working for. It was just maintaining or updating some some part of the installation, the meter or the pipework or the cables that maybe had degraded or, or the, the cutout fuse coming into the property. Whatever it was, I was there to do. It didn't necessarily benefit the customer, so they had a low level of involvement in it and, and benefit from it. So many people, just once I was in the property and and they, they knew who I was and, and, and they trusted me to, to get on with the job, they, many people would just leave me to get on with it. They'd have very little curiosity in what I was doing but then there was other people this was the 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 minority of people and they even though they had no interest no benefits no payoff to what I was doing they were curious they asked me questions now the difference between these two demographics and this is where I'm I'm trying to avoid generalizing but those the vast majority of those that left me to my own devices were people that lived in poorer circumstances. The ones that asked me the questions and got curious about what I was doing, they were the ones that lived a more middle-class or upper-class lifestyle. They had it was it tended to be an expensive house. They had a more high-powered job. I mean, this is surface-level observation, of course. But it's a, it's, it's a pretty fair observation based on the environments that I was in. So the curious people tended to be the more well-off people, the more the people that had the higher skilled, more high-powered jobs. And those that had no interest in me, no curiosity in what I was doing and just left me alone to get on with the job, 
they were the ones on the whole in the vast majority that just that lived in lower quality lower lower value circumstances maybe it was in a council flat maybe they had kids maybe they had a low income and and the the, the properties were in poor condition they were poorly looked after it's a whole general bunch of observations that come together the type of foods that you would see there the the state of cleanliness of the property the quality of the furnishings the the property itself whether it was on a housing estate or or whether it was a it was a in a more exclusive area all these little observations there the way the person dressed the way they talked all fed into this division of of these two types of people, the ones that asked the questions and the ones that didn't. The ones that asked the questions and got curious, they were the people that tended to have the expensive car in the drive, going out to do a highly skilled job. They were the ones with that different mindset that, well, I don't want to label the type of mindset, but I think you understand what I'm driving at here. The people that ask questions are those that are tending to be in higher positions in life. Now, questions make, if, if they're the right type of questions, they can make the other person feel good and feel self-important in your presence, having a conversation with you. If you're asking them questions and then you're actually listening to the answer now there's a balance to be drawn here between you know firing one question after another and getting into interview mode we don't want that but there is a nice balance to be had here so you, you do want to have the balance between asking the questions asking questions and giving statements so you're you're having a balanced conversation but Again, I'd say perhaps around 60, 40, 70, 30, where you're asking the question and you're, you're enabling the other person to talk and feel good about themselves in your company because they, they feel like they're heard. So there's three types of questions in, in general. The first is the close question, which you would use to break the ice and open a conversation with and just get a sense of whether the other person is receptive to a conversation. So you'd ask a closed question, an observation in the environment. Oh, it's a nice, it's a nice house you have here. Or if you're into events, nice buffet, have you tried the food? <coughs> Excuse me. Or nice hairdo, nice bracelet, an observation about that person in general. You don't have to be wildly interesting. All you're doing is signaling to the other person that you're open for a bit of a conversation, a bit of a chit chat. That's the only purpose of the close question is to ask somebody a question that they can answer with a one or two word reply. And if it feels like they're open for further dialogue, then you can go for an open question. And the open question is one that needs to be answered with more detail. So I would say a question there, there is a method that we've covered in an earlier episode called the R method. So the close question is 
is stands for the A, you anchor yourself into the environment, you make a comment around the environment. The R is a reveal, so you reveal something about yourself. And it all depends on the environment you're in, of course. So you, if it's a wedding reception, you might reveal that you you know the groom and and he was out on his bachelor part, uh, party the previous night. And then the E of the R method, A-R-E, the E is to encourage the other person to also re- reveal something. So you might ask them how they know the, the groom or the bride or, or which side of the party they're on. You encourage them to, to reveal something about why they're there or something about themselves. That's the R method. So you've gone from a closed question to an open question. And then finally, you have the anecdote type question. That This is the lesser known type of question. So you've gone from a short question, a question that requires a short answer to one that requires a maybe a medium sized response. And now you're going to an anecdote question that requires a bigger response again. So you've gone short, medium, large here. And not many people really know about the anecdote question. But it's a question that's structured in a way that encourages encourages the other person to give an anecdote or a little story in order to answer the question. For example, you ask them, if you're having a conversation about um, music, maybe you've found out that they play the guitar. Now you... you you, you might have started out with a close question. Do you play any musical instruments? They say, yes. Oh, great. What kind of musical instrument do you play? What attracted you to that instrument? And then they give you a more open question about the guitar. And then you could go for the anecdote question. Tell me, how did you get into playing the guitar in the first place? And now they need to give you a, an anecdote in order to answer that question, a story about how they got into that guitar playing in the first place. So that's the three different types of questions. So in summary, don't ask too many questions and get into interview mode. You also want to be giving the other person information about yourself. These are the statements. So you, a good balanced conversation is an exchange of questions and statements. So they tell you a story. You, If you've got something related, you can say, then you can you can give them the information as well and they learn about you as well as you learning about them. So that's it for questions. And that was my observation from my many years of working as a field op engineer. I don't know if it's valid, but it's, it's a very strong observation that I made over the years that the people that are more inquisitive, more curious, ask more questions, they are the people that are more more engaged with other people. And when you're more engaged with other people and you get into rapport with them and you build connections and those connections are what you need in life to get higher up on the ladder of life. But that's that's straying into different territory. All we're, we're focused on today is the art of asking questions and making the other person feel like They matter to you. They're important to you. You're not just asking out of a mechanical need to progress the conversation. If you ask in a way that makes them feel like you're actually interested in the answer, then you're 
what you're doing is making a connection, building rapport. They're feeling good because so many people are just in waiting mode, aren't they? You're speaking and they're, and you can just feel that they're waiting impatiently for you to finish so that they can start speaking. But imagine if you're speaking and the other person is listening intently to what you're saying. It's a whole different feeling, isn't it? I don't know if you experienced it. I hope you have. It's nice to feel like you're being heard and that the other person is interested in you. That is the that is one of the ingredients of charisma. So if you want to up your game in, in charisma, ask the questions. How do you listen to the answer? Make the other person feel like that. You're interested in it. Okay, that's all for this episode. Thanks for listening. And I look forward to joining you again on your car ride, in the podcast, or wherever you're watching your live stream. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And let's do this again next week. Bye for now.